0: 1015 FM, 720 AM. k the talk of Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. One full hour of wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the host. Here is Mark Hoke. Oh. You guys thought you wouldn't hear me until tomorrow morning. Wrong! Wrong! I'm Mark Hoke. Thanks for being with me tonight as we bring you The Mark Hoke Show, the number one professional wrestling news and entertainment show in Las Vegas, and to hell with it around the planet. Myanmar just downloaded a podcast the other day. That is amazing. So, of course, everybody download those podcasts at markhoakeshow.podbean.com or all your favorite podcast outlets. We certainly do appreciate it all across this wonderful big blue planet. It's pretty amazing. Now, of course, we don't have Fish. He's working tonight. Joe DeFalco has an event going on at Future Stars of Wrestling. Maybe he'll let you in after the show. You can go down and watch the last hour of it. So, guess who is sticking around here with me after surviving two hours of common ground, which is here on KDWN, 1015 FM, 720 AM before this time slot? It's Pat Casal. This should be fun, buddy. This is going to be a blast. Look, you don't have to. Well, actually, we are talking a little politics, sort of, tonight, but we're generally staying away from it. Pat, you've got to be relieved. We're not talking politics. I'm just looking at these numbers, and I'm blown away, buddy. What what Pat is referring to is the, Sick. First, the first topic that uh, we wanted to hit tonight, because I, I know Pat hasn't been watching a ton of wrestling, but I know he's been a wrestling fan for a long time. WWE just released their quarterly report. Dear Lord. Pat, do you remember the days when WWE made an any-wrestling organization... Made money by getting a little bit of advertising deals on their local TV station and selling some popcorn at the live event and selling out some t shirts, you know. And Are you
1: not for back east? Yeah, I'm from back east. I remember we had to go to UHS to, 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 to try to get the oh. uh, cer- certain wrestling shows on. Yeah, you remember the fuzzy cable? Yes,
0: yeah. Kids' times have changed,
1: changed. $333.4 million revenue for the first quarter, an increase of 27%. That's a $1.2 billion year they're looking at.
0: Mm-hmm. It's going to be more, too. It'll be more than that. $1.3 billion. I mean, it's unbelievable. This blows me away. They did. Uh, let me just pull all my numbers here real quick. Because I'm actually in the production area. So give me one second. But I believe it was around a $66 million profit for the quarter, Pat. Of course, they just got rid of people because of, because of budget cuts, whatever. But uh, these numbers are just sick. A lot of it resulting, of course, they had WrestleMania.
1: One hundred and fifty-six thousand fans
0: for the two nights at WrestleMania. So they did that. They re-signed a new deal with a and because if you haven't noticed, A&E does a lot of WWE themed shows. I think they had about three of them on last year alone, so they re-upped that deal. They did a news uh, broadcast deal with NBC Group to air episodes of Raw and SmackDown and some other stuff. They did a deal with Fanatics to do, uh, let's see, NFTs, trading cards, e-commerce, licensed merchandise, and guess what? The TV deals are coming up soon. You know those ones where they get a few billion dollars out of it from Fox and USA Network. Yikes! This is, you know, it, <laughs> you know who you should be playing with right now. What you should have Rick Flair in the back. <laughs> Woo! I mean, yeah. unbelievable. Vince McMahon is a very happy guy at this point, uh, but if you know, Do Pat, you realize what that company was worth when he got it from his father. Not that much. <laughs> it wasn't. I wasn't he, a million dollars. No, and, and and you know, we you and I remember the days back when WrestleMania one first happened, and Vince mortgaged everything got every dime he could possibly find to put wrestlemania one on put it on closed circuit brought in all the celebrities risked it all to complete his national expansion and of course it succeeded beyond his wildest dreams and now here we are and of course wwe making a lot of money off of you know the tv deals the streaming deals because they're streaming everywhere now peacock has been huge for them going to nbc uh, with with Peacock, as, has absolutely blasted their viewership on, especially that's where the, the well, they are now premium live events, Pat, just so you know you can't call them pay-per-views anymore. They are premium live events. But that has expanded their reach exponentially. Uh, it, it, it's a jogger now. But, you know, the funny part is, with, as bad as the economy is, their stock actually went down. Can you believe that? I, I, you know what? I don't know how, but I will tell
1: you this. When you look at wrestling, and you look at how many of these men and women will not, or have gone on to be movie stars celebrities etc i mean you know years ago you were just a wrestler you know you were bruno Sommertino and whatnot now it's like i'm going to get on i'm going to go to wwe to get on to
0: nbc or to get to to work for disney i mean it's unbelievable yeah and that's part of the appeal i think you know of course you have wwe and then AEW, the two main companies right now but wwe does present more opportunities for their for their performers of course you know we've seen recently the rock and john cena the rock is now the number one actor in hollywood unbelievable and cena is working on that too he's been doing a ton of movies john Cena is killing it too i mean mm-hmm. it, like, it's unbelievable you see john cena everywhere have you noticed that yeah commercials commercials he is all over the place you know, now here's a question for you. Are any of these wrestlers kicking some of that money back to the WWE? Actually, some of them are. John Cena actually has a deal that WWE has, still has a piece of him. believe it or not. I think, the, I think The Rock does too. I'm not sure, but I know Cena does. I wouldn't be surprised if The Rock
1: got out of that deal. He's smart enough to Maybe he worked it out, but you know what's funny? His father was a professional wrestler. Yep. And he, was a, and he was a football player that couldn't make it. I mean, I, the last football player I remember... It, it, that was no, uh, in that played in, in the Kansas City Chiefs back in the '60s was big, 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 big cat, cat Ernie Ladd, yep. and, and he, you know, and then he became a wrestler, but he never would be he never a movie star. D- Dwayne Robbins, Dwayne Johnson, because The Rock didn't make it as a wrestler. I mean, excuse me, as a football player, but man, he's a monster wrestler, and a and body on him is amazing.
0: Yeah, did you see? The, and there was actually just a post he put up that he turned fifty, and <laughs> I'm fifty two, and um, I his. Mm. his legs are just, well, they're huge. That dude, I don't know what he's doing. His but, guns but are it's, huge. But it's amazing, you know, when you have the, that kind of time that all you have to do is work out, you know, if I wish I had that kind of time. But, yeah, so a wild report there. But, you know, but like I said, I think it's interesting, though, know, the stock went down a little bit. I think it's around $56 somewhere in there. I, I, you and you know, got to wonder if that, I mean, Pat, you're, you're into investments. Is that something you'd dime on? I, I had no idea. That I could make money with the WWE.
1: You're gonna give it I, a shot. I, I never thought about investing in a W. I mean, I I'm I'm
0: floored, floored, floored. And and the other thing that they're doing right now too that they've announced if if you didn't know Money in the Bank is going to be here in July, they the pay per view, and a lot of people were really surprised to see that they were going to do the pay per view at Allegiant Stadium because normally your your big events. The big four, you know, SummerSlam, uh, WrestleMania, actually, usually just those two are at, are in a stadium. But then, of course, SummerSlam was here last year at Allegiant. But now they're going to be doing all their live events, apparently, uh, the well, the premium live events, in stadiums, which is <laughs> it's going to be pretty amazing. I, but think about it, though.
1: You're watching, and you know they're great athletes. Don't don't get me wrong. But some of it's orchestrated. Some to, you know there's plans a way to do it, but. You're watching athletes that you know who's probably going to win most of the time, yet they sell out, mm-hmm. and these people are nuts. They go to. Have you seen the body of work that's come? I mean, he has a hundred credits. The Rock, he, right now, right now, he has one, two, three, four, five, seven projects about to come out. Mm-hmm.
0: How much money has he made? He's got to be. He's got to be half a billion. You know, he bought the XFL from Vince after. Went bankrupt, so he's going to be starting the XFL up. How nuts again. is that? I think that, and and you know what? That's just like burning money for him. Isn't that crazy? But yeah, so guys, if you want to get your WWE stock, I'm sure Vince McMahon's not going to complain. I'd like to meet him. He he would be a fascinating individual to sit down with for and, a while, and, and not like
1: on a radio show. I'd mm. like to have dinner or lunch, just hang out with him. Here, just have him here. Just get him, let him present himself.
0: I mean, he, he's such. A, he seems like a cool dude. You know, the and we had talked about this a while back on the regular show on Sunday, which airs at eight a.m. here. That if you you know, as much as people rip Vince for the way WWE is doing things right now with the actual wrestling, the not learning from him and not listening to how he built his business. He did a. He was on the Pat McAfee show a couple months ago as they led up to WrestleMania and talked about how he start where he started, how he built the business, what his philosophy is on all sorts of different ideas. And you can't help but as much as you just wrestling fans right now are like, "Oh god, the wrestling's terrible." But Learning from that guy, you know, that's how you that's how you build yourself. You learn from successful people. And Vince McMahon is one of those people that if you look at this now, how can you not want to pick the guy's brain,
1: you know? I, I Irony here is if you go back to the day, like back when Vern Gagne, back in those days and whatnot, you, you got to ask yourself, how in the world did wrestling from the 50s – Evolved to what we have today. It was is, Vince. Which right, no know that. that. No, no. But look at how the show has evolved. I mean, people have to wake up and realize it's it is entertainment at its best. And you know what? It captivates the hundreds of millions, millions of people. How many how many watch watch the W during a week?
0: Uh Raw well, SmackDown gets about 2.2 million. Raw is typically around 1.5. AEW is doing about a million. On their show on Wednesday night, and then Rampage is about half a million. To Would s-
1: CNN to love s- to have some of that? <laughs> you
0: think? End of story now. Just, Brock- just well, and just imagine what they're going to do on their next TV deal. Yeah, they got a billion out of Fox, and now all these companies are coming after them because they're realizing that the content is so popular, and it—I mean, it—it it blew Peacock, helped blow, uh, blow Peacock up, and. I can't imagine what the number's going to be when if, if, say, CBS would decide, you know what, maybe we can get on this. Which sport, huge sport in the world,
1: is starting to follow the WWE's path? NFL.
0: And I would agree. You know, it's funny that you look at, uh, you know, when Vince started the WWE Network a while back, everybody thought he was nuts. So you're going to put all the content online and you're going to, you know, you think and people are going to pay 9 99 a month to to watch this? Are you crazy? They're doing it. <laughs> I like, mean, think about he was this. the first. He was the
1: first to do it. Brock Lesnar comes out as a wrestler. First, he's a football player who couldn't make it, goes into wrestling, goes into w, w, uh, UFC, back to wrestling. That guy's making a ton of money. Mm hmm. And he's obviously a somewhat of a badass because in the in the UFC that was legit. But he, you know, I mean, think about that. I mean, Vince McMahon's a genius. He is, and you know what? His is he's he's laid down the path for the family, his daughter and his son, to follow in his footsteps. Yeah, and the funny
0: the funny part is well, he just fired chain a little while ago. Whoops. <laughs> For now, <laughs> but for now, I'm, I'm sure Shane will be back in the fold. But yeah, so a very interesting stock report from WWE. There, uh, qu- excuse me, quarterly report. Uh, but one thing that Vince has stayed away from that AEW may have a problem with very shortly is, of course, the superstar CM Punk. Mister Punk, of course, is uh, he is he is very pro choice. Uh, apparently, is a quite a liberal, and that's fine. Uh, Uh, By the
1: way, M. Punk is a
0: male. Yes. When I said that on the
1: show previous, I said more men are pro-choice than women. Were
0: you surprised? Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. That's a fact. So CM Punk, when the Texas Heartbeat Bill came out, did a show in Texas where he came out on on the TV show. And I was kind of surprised Tony Khan, the owner of AEW, let him do this that has a a picture of a, uter, a uterus that says, get your own, then tell it what to do. And now he, when this situation with Roe v. Wade happened, Punk has been getting in some massive Twitter fights with people, blowing everything up. And, you know, one thing that Vince McMahon always did was generally stayed away from politics, you know, hot-button issues. Now, what do you have the, you know, we had Sergeant Slaughter turning into an Iraqi sympathizer back at for one WrestleMania when Hogan beat him and and of course you always had the Russians and and you know this is something that's been done for decades in wrestling you know you had the German like Fritz von Erich for example uh you know was the the evil german of course you know reflecting the nazis and so on but the the issue with punk really doing this he's going to be challenging for the AEW World Championship here in Las Vegas at double or nothing uh, at t-Mobile and my question to you Pat of course we've seen many entertainers um, get on the board with liberal causes and be very vocal about it and and any political cause really and and this you know this and I, I don't want to just put it on the left you know this is on the right too and bringing politics into their entertainment Pat do you think this is a good idea for punk to be doing this or should he just kind of keep this to himself and not interjects a such a heavy issue into such an entertainment venue like professional wrestling. Let me just say this. When you consider where sports is
1: lost, a lot of viewership and support is got they got political. Wrestling should not get political. It should stay where it's at. And you know what? I you could have what you do on your on your own time, I support it shouldn't fear wrestling or the or the WWE. Let me let me tell you something. Brittany Griner, the, the the girls, the women's basketball mm-hmm. player, was one of the first people to make sure that they don't play the national anthem. Right now, I wonder what she's thinking in in the, in the gulag in Russia. Yeah. Okay. Let me tell you the biggest problem that the athletes have made in my lifetime. You're talking to somebody who ate, drank, and I did sports radio for decades. Loved it. I ate, drank, and slept sport. Not only did I bet on it, I loved it. I lived it. And when you consider what they've done to me, and I'm like, you know what? Screw you. You 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 want to take a knee and you wanna do that, you wanna get political, I'm not gonna
0: spend my money. Yeah, and that and that's the issue that I worry about you know, AEW is a company that's just been around for a little over three years now. And you know, they're building ground slowly. They're you know, they're I'm sure that they're gonna be heading down a lot of the roads that WWE is doing but the last thing that you want is the guy that you're putting on top as mu- as popular as he is and CM Punk is just about bulletproof but the for last now. thing for now but you know but he's going to turn the gun on himself here i think because the last thing that you want is someone not watching a show that is you know slowly building in ratings and popularity to be have one person out there saying you know what i don't want to watch this show because of this guy or going you know, if you go to a, a aEW event and you're walking by the stand with the kids and they may want to buy a CM Punk T shirt and they say, No, no, you can uh, you know, get get Hangman Adam Page's shirt. You know, get something else, but I don't want you buying that. I, I I've watched too many T V shows. I watch sports where the ratings have dropped and You know, TV shows get canceled, and, and, you know, you look at the popularity of movies and everything else, and and as much as I respect Punk, I think he's one of the greatest performers in the world, and I don't think there's any question about it. But you're dealing with a sport that is ruled
1: by a man who will cut that man out in a New York minute. Yeah, Tony he will eliminate him in a New York minute. Well, Vince and that's McMahon what, would I, now. now and that's, he, what
0: that's how McMahon runs his business. Well, now Tony Khan is the one that runs AEW, which is where Punk is right now. Yeah, but but Tony's also a conservative too. But 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 he's also a businessman. That the Khan family, if you don't know, runs the Jacksonville Jaguars. And you know what they'll do? They're, they're gonna they're gonna sit there and they're gonna Vince McMahon will intercede.
1: when we, he'll he'll give them advice. You know they talk to him. <laughs> and so Vince is gonna say, you know what? It's up to you. It's your brand. See, unlike the NFL, this, this is something totally different.
0: He's going to say, look, we're done. You want to do that? We're, we're not, you're not a part of us. I was, I was really surprised that, that Tony let him wear that shirt in Texas. I, I, that, that was a stunner to me. But I think, and, and I understand that, you know, we're all passionate about issues on either side, and that's fine. But the one thing that I, I can't stand is when I'm using sports, wrestling or anything like that as an outlet to get away from it like for what i do here you know i'm working with with you and steve sanchez and all these guys man i don't want any politics i just i just want to have go home and have some fun growing so. up as a kid we used to watch the wrestling and then we would wrestle
1: and body slam once one, one another so I, I was trying to lift weights at a club and i had to get initiated and they were wrestlers, type of wrestling thing. Hmm. The one guy, and he actually went on the he went on the tour to this the south. And let me tell you right now, it, it, it's 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 a passion. And 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 you know what? We weren't political when we were wrestling around. So these people, I promise you, because this is a private type of organization, unlike the NFL, they're not going to be able to do it.
0: Yeah. Gonna, yeah, they've got they've got to be careful with this. They've got to be careful. So, you know, the last thing I, I mean, I'm an AEW fan. and The last thing I want is to see politics get pulled into the AEW. And, it you know, and and Tony Khan, the owner, has been very, actually been pretty nice about it. They had a younger guy named Dante Martin who used, who was wearing a BLM armband for a while.
1: I didn't you know, realize and, that they, and and that, that was the same guy. The owner of Jacksonville Jaguar. I had no it's idea. his son. That's unbelievable.
0: Yeah, yeah there you go. They got a few dollars. They, <laughs> yeah. Tony's playing with some house money on that one. That's for sure. Wow. But yeah. So a really interesting situation with CM Punk coming up. But I did mention Double or Nothing and Pat. You know, you should go to one of these events coming up for EW. I think you'd have a blast. I might but, have to. My wife would like that because she enjoys wrestling too. End of the month, we've got Dynamite is going to be here. Uh, they'll they'll tape do their Dynamite show on when, that Wednesday night uh Rampage on Friday and then the pay per view I believe is on Sunday. I've got tickets for that, but I I got my credentials that I get to go on Wednesday and Friday.
1: Well I mean you're bring you're doing a hell of a job for them, man.
0: They need you. Well I know that. I'm mad I didn't get credentialed for a double or nothing, but it's okay guys. I'll 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 come to Dynamite and Rampage and be a happy camper. It's all good. I like it. But that's gonna be exciting. But it you know it, but you know bringing up the the whole situation with wrestling and you know how they're making money hand over fist you know, AEW sold out, pretty much sold out, double. I know it's sold out now. It was just about sold out right away when that, uh, the tickets went on sale here for the T-Mobile Arena. They also, of course, have Dynamite Rampage coming. Uh, the They also announced a joint show with New Japan Wrestling. No. Uh-huh. At the United Center in Chicago in June, and it sold out almost immediately. This is really that big worldwide? Uh-huh. Yeah, that 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 blows Pe- my that blows my mind. People are excited, man, and I'll tell you what, uh, I I don't know what the ticket sales are so far for Money in the Bank. I still have to get mine. I probably ought to probably ought to do that pretty soon here. Uh, but Money in the Bank at the at Allegiant Stadium is going to be off the hook. That is going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. I I the last time, Money in the Bank was here in oh, I want to see what year was that 17, 16 or seventeen, and I saw two world title changes that night. It was amazing.
1: So I, I don't want you know the last, the last I, I saw Goldberg wrestle for the, when he was a champion wrestle here at the MGM. Mm. Oh, many, many moons ago? Nice. I, I loved Goldberg. Yeah, he was at the the uh, SummerSlam at Allegiant Stadium, and
0: Austin was my son's. She he loved him. Nice. Yeah, this is gonna be, but it's gonna be a lot of fun. So Pat, you need to you need to get more into this wrestling thing. My, my wife
1: might like that actually.
0: Yeah, there you go. That That would be cool. Hey, we should all go. We should all go to Money in the Bank. It's Money in the Bank. That'd be all right. Of course, this is the Mark Hoke show. I'm Mark Hoke, along uh, with special guest host tonight, Pat Casal, sitting in. It's my pleasure. The Underboss. Now you're under the Consigliere. Tonight, I like it. Not literally under, but you know, it's all good. But of course, we're here on KDWN 101.5 FM, 720 AM, the Talk of Las Vegas. We're gonna take a break. And then I'm going to take Pat down Nostalgia Road at some point here tonight. This could be some serious entertainment, and I think we might get in an argument or two. Pat's used to that for his show on Common Ground here, which is from 6 to 8 here on Saturday night on KDWN. But we appreciate you being around. Thank you so much, and we'll be right back. Want more of the Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show and visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show and download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.PodBean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join the Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening. 1015 FM, 720 AM, Don, The Talk of Las Vegas. Now, let's return to the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. Ha ha. Another Saturday night and you're stuck with Mark Hoke. But that's okay. Because we have fun on this show. Gosh darn it. That's why we dominate on Sunday. It's a lot of fun. I'm Mark Hoke. Pat Casal sitting in. Of course, uh, no no Fish, no Joe DeFalco. We'll get to have the, them tomorrow on a regular time at 8 a.m. But, Pat, are you having fun? Yeah, yeah I am, actually. I'm actually floored by some of something. I, you know, you learn something new every day, and that was something really new. Well, you know, the, that's part of the fun for me about wrestling isn't just, you know, watching the shows. But everything that goes on behind the scenes is just absolutely fascinating. It is, it's an incredible business. It really is. And... Yeah, you trust me, you can go down the rabbit hole in this stuff. No doubt about oh, it. I like that. Well, of course, tomorrow is a WWE live or premium live event. Man, I still can't I still can't get that right sometimes. WWE WrestleMania Backlash tomorrow. And if you don't know, we're gonna we'll have our predictions tomorrow. Uh but just to run the card down real fast for you, Bobby Lashley. The, of course, former MMA guy has been wrestling for quite a while. Will be taking on the Giant Omos as he is managed by MVP. How many MMA guys are wrestling? There's a bunch. There's a lot of MMA guys that have transitioned over.
1: So when you really think about it, the sport, the game now is much more
0: on the level. Legit. So, yeah. It, and, and if you watch AEW... Uh, they're more into the wrestling as in WWE is more sports entertainment. It's watch an AEW show sometime and you will see it gets a little rough. It does. So they they really do get hammered. They hammer each other pretty hard. (laughs) That's for sure. Uh, It'll be happy Corbin and madcap Moss in a match that nobody cares about whatsoever. Uh, A great one here with AJ Styles, of course, taken on edge. The tag team championship unification is off. As of a couple weeks ago, as Drew McIntyre and Roman Reigns are now interjected into this six-man match, it'll be Drew McIntyre and RK bro Randy Orton and Riddle, the Raw Tag Team Champions. The Randy Orton? the Randy Orton just celebrated his 20th year of wrestling on WWE. Wow. They will be facing the Bloodline, Roman Reigns, and the Usos, Jimmy and Jay, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, along with Paul Heyman, of course, Reigns and the Usos, descendants of the Wild Samoan Anoy family. Cody Rhodes, son of the American Dream, well, has just entered WWE. Of course, you didn't know that. He'll be getting a WrestleMania rematch against Seth Freakin' Rollins. I That's be Dusty Rhodes' son. That is Dusty Rhodes' son, one of them. And Charlotte Flair, the uh, SmackDown Women's Champion, in an I quit match against former UFC champion Ronda Rousey. So they will be facing so off. So Ronda well. Rousey is now a wrestler. She was, yeah. She took some time off for a while. But yeah, she's already done a little bit of wrestling herself. Less blood, I would imagine. Less pain. You would think so. You would think so. Wow. But, you know, it's funny that you said Randy Orton. If you were look at some of the people on this card, Charlotte Flair, this, the daughter of Randy Boy. Cody Rhodes, Dusty, Randy Orton, and, of course, all the Samoans. The, the second generation and third generation, Randy's actually a third generation. It, it, it's, for you and I, we've been around for a whole little while. So we've seen a lot of these people's dads, even some grandfathers, like Peter Maivia, of course, who's the grandfather of The Rock. I'm sure you, you remember Peter Meyer via a little bit. Uh, you know, Bob you, Orton, Bob you, Orton's dad. You know,
1: when so. you talk about you and I being around, I was just thinking here. You know the my grandfather was alive when I went to my first live wrestling match in Albany with my grandfather, my uncle, my cousin Johnny. You know what we saw? Johnny Powers and Dick the Bulldog Brower. There you go. That's, that's like sixty eight. That's a pull, by the way. Sixty I was about seven or eight
0: years old. All right? So we're talking over 50 years ago. That's something, man. I'm trying to remember. The first one I went to, I remember the, I remember the main event. It was supposed to be Ivan Putski and Jesse Ventura when they had an arm wrestling thing. But Jesse didn't go, so Putski just beat up Iron Mike Sharp. He, can, I, he was strong. Oh. But I got to see that night uh, Sergeant Slaughter was actually teamed with the Samoans. And if I remember right, it was against uh, Adrian Adonis, Dick Murdoch, and uh, Lou Albano was in that match. Whew. That was a blast. Man. That was a blast, but boy, I'll tell you. <laughs> and and the reason I, I remember bring- Dino Bravo. Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Did you ever, did you ever see the uh, dark side of the ring with him? Oh. Hey, he was mixed up with an interesting crew, wasn't he? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, and- he was in with the gangsters, man. Oh, man. he was in with the mafia in Canada. I had no idea. I mean, I just go back to the error. He, he oh
1: man. Wow. I remember like in eighth seventh and eighth grade, you know, we're we're doing
0: these things and oh my god, it was such a big deal. Wow. But isn't it amazing when you think about it, Pat, just how many children have followed their families in into this industry. Isn't it, as it amazing hard as how it much is. more money they're making than their family oh. pa- their parents? Oh I'm sure, yeah. You look at, you know, I mean, I was just running down a list of uh, the uh, one list of top uh, second-generation wrestlers. And you look at people like Bret Hart, who was the son of Stu Hart. Uh, Randy Savage was Angelo Paffo's kid. Oh, that uh, you, know, you know, Randy Savage was a great baseball player. He was a very good baseball player. Didn't quite make it. Was he was a catcher, wasn't he? Oh, man, I can't remember. I'd have to look that up. But you got The Rock, Eddie Guerrero, Kurt Henning. Of course, his son wrestled as what well, uh, you know it was Curtis Axel, uh, whatever name they pulled out. But you know his son wrestled, so third generation right there. Uh, I mean, carry you know the Mon Erics and the Funks and Ted DiBiase Jr. You know, and Owen Hart. Uh, you know, Greg Valentine was actually a second generation wrestler, but of course he's long been gone. Uh, but you had Cody and Dustin Rhodes. It's 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 amazing when you really think about this, and, and even now in AEW, W you've got Taz's kid Hook is out there. The guns, you remember know, Billy Gunn? His sons are wrestling. Yeah, but think now. about this
1: though. And you you go back to my era. You got me. I mean, I remember the advertising about haystacks Calhoun. Mm-hmm. Now these guys are built like out of stone. Yeah, they're huge. Mm-hmm. Not big, huge, seven feet in some cases. Uh, six eight, I mean Hulk Hogan. And by the way, you can thank Sylvester Stallone for making it happen for Hulk Hogan and the WWE. Didn't hurt. Did not
0: hurt. He because t- if you remember, Hulk Hogan was a bad guy. Yeah, actually he was. And he people beca- forget people forget that that Hogan. You know, of course, you know he was a you know was a heel in, with the NWO after the WWE run, but before that, he when he was in the WWF. He was actually a heel, and he had wrestled Andre before that at Chase Stadium that one year. Oh, God, what year was that? Seventy nine or eighty something right, there around that time. Yeah, Hogan was not a good guy before the Hulkamania and, and, thing, and and Rocky turned him into a legend. Yep.
1: And the truth be told, he turned. He he is definitely,
0: uh, a catalyst for the WWE flying off the handle. I I I personally think he was. He was the catalyst to start all of the, the modern era of professional 100%.
1: wrestling.
0: 100%. I mean, everybody talks about Ric Flair and, of course, how... Ama- and Rick was an amazing wrestler and doing what he was doing in the NWA at the same time. But the best salesman
1: but, was Hulk Hogan.
0: Yeah. You, <laughs> and and just, you know, I, I remember growing up and seeing him... Uh, you know, when I started watching wrestling was right before he won the heavyweight championship from the Iron Sheik. Right before that. That was on Backland... Sheik clobbered Backlund and then and then Hogan beat the and beat the sheet. What people and forget is Backlund was a San Martino clone.
1: Like he was a San Martino minion. That's how we ended up getting so and he was not really the the guy. He was he just didn't have it. He wasn't and not, he was still champ for six years. Unbelievable. It was amazing. He didn't but, have that personality.
0: But you we, it it but it's just it's just amazing for me to see all these all everybody's kids, and in some of these cases, grandkids. Oh man! Wrestling now, and and being successful, and you know, and it's such a hard, you know, it used to be such a hard lifestyle, and it still is, but it's definitely different than what it was. That's for sure. Well, you know, let's,
1: let's put it this way: all those old timers have no hips, no knees, no shoulders, no elbow. I mean, they yeah. they got they took a pounding, they took a licking, and it kept on ticking. Yes, they did, and they didn't make the money. Now they're at least make. Actually, it's funny. They're probably making more money in the WWE than they do in the UFC.
0: I think it's a generally fair statement, yeah.
1: Only one that not McGregor's is an exception, but if you look at the WWE guys that are going back, Lesnar's making way more money in the WWE, way more. Look at
0: it. Yeah. And and he's not doing <laughs> it, he actually was showing up more in this last run of over a year than he did in a long time, but you know, he was coming out to f- TV like three times Four pay-per-views and making millions and millions
1: of dollars. Yeah, I mean, when you're in a, and you're not making millions and millions of dollars in the fight game. I mean, you're getting your butt kicked up and down the – I mean, you're getting clobbered.
0: Yeah. It's you, amazing stuff. Do you, do you blame him for not going back again? Hell
1: no. <laughs> but, you know, what's really interesting is how many football players end up in the wrestling. Or they, you know, they, they can't – they want to make a living and they're like, they're just huge.
0: And, and, and the rock and his eyebrow. I mean, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, so it's 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 been a fascinating time and it's fun seeing these kids grow up and man and, and and you know one one interesting one with AEW right now is is Taz and his son Hook who his son Hook is a terrific athlete and people are just dying over that kid and he's They're all great athletes though. Yes. Man. That that they are. Remember Mil Mascaras? I do. Mil Mascaras. Yes. The fly I, the
1: fly, the fly, used to fly with the Oh man. One
0: one of the greatest uh, self-exits in a Royal Rumble ever almost for <laughs> I almost forgot about that one but did did you ever see that that he actually eliminated himself from the one no. royal rumble he was no. in he was mad about how everything was set up and he just climbed up on top of the top rope and jumped out said I'm going home thanks you know <laughs> it, when you look at the, when you look at the evolution of the sport and you look
1: at Vince McMahon um and you consider what we're looking at here i mean he he, he was a genius he is a genius I mean, the only difference between what Vince McMahon did is he didn't make as much money as, you know, Bezos has with Amazon.
0: Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people out, of the, out there that say that Vince should be richer than what he is, which just blows me away, but yeah, it's all good. But look, but, and, you know, they live in Connecticut. They have a nice life. His wife was a politician. I mean, he's done pretty good for himself. Yeah, they've done all right. They have done all right. And, uh, of course, this is the Mark Hoke Show special Saturday night edition. Here on KDWN, 101.5 FM, 720 AM. The Talk of Las Vegas. I'm Mark Hoke. Thanks for being with us. Of course, normally on Sundays at 8 AM, but we got an open time slot. And, of course, with Joe DeFalco from Future Stars of Wrestling, Andrew Fishfane, who also does SportsX Radio on Mondays here on KDWN. Not here tonight because they're unavailable. But Pat Casal, the underboss sitting in. It's a blast. Isn't it great getting to talk? About something not yes. so serious. It's fun. But now I'm going to get you in trouble, Pat. Okay. Now, we're, now we're, we might start a little bit of a fight here. Because I know that you and I talk about all sorts of, when we get a chance, we talk about all sorts of wrestlers from all sorts of different generations. So I'm going to be curious to hear your thoughts on this. Because we don't get to talk about this. Normally on the other show, we're, we're talking news all the time and things like that. Who are the greatest wrestlers of all time? Who are the ones that really led the industry and stood out? I've I I couldn't tell you. You know, you punch that up, and there's lists everywhere. I'll, see, I'll see give you to, one. You
1: have to look. At it, that that's that's like sports. When you look at the fifties, you had genius. That made the sport. I can't think of the guy, with the blonde hair, long blonde locks, I gorgeous George. Right. He made, he he started up. Which, by the way, he was he was Muhammad Ali's mentor psychologically. Then you look at the '60s with Martino and the set. I mean, when you look at each error, they all they all mattered. But the truth be told is the king,
0: who really put the sport where it's at. We just said it, it was Hulk Hogan. I'll give you this one list. That uh, like now yeah, I, I have a hundred on here, but I'll give you their top ten. Ric Flair and Bret Hart tied at number one. Number two is Shawn Michaels. Three, Stone Cold Steve Austin. This one surprised me. They have this crazy point system. Randy Savage, four. Hogan, five. San Martino, six. Rock, seven. Eddie Guerrero, eight. Undertaker, nine. Mick Foley at Ten. You know, fully represents Rhodes, Triple H, Sting, and AJ Styles.
1: Fully represents the average young, the average putts that could be. Just, you could, you could be, you could be somebody. But I'm going to tell you right now. You look at Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage is not ahead of Hulk Hogan. There's no shot. I would agree with that. Um, I will tell you that Hulk Hogan starts it off. The Rock has got to be right there because The Rock has taken it. What every time The Rock is successful, when he does something, it makes WWE more
0: successful. That is true. That's how you got to look at it. Now, another another guy that's usually at the top of a lot of these lists is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Who, now that's number three, and I'll tell
1: you why. And if you watch his, his biography, you realize the man was a genius. He was no schmuck. That was a smart guy, mm-hmm. and he did the right
0: thing. Yeah, and it, it was interesting to see Vince McMahon pulled, you know, broke emergency, super emergency glass on him for WrestleMania. And actually brought him back to do well a talk show with Kevin Owens that ended up being a match, and then brought on the first night and then the second night pulled him out again to beat up Vince himself on the. uh, You know, by the uh, way, Vince McMahon back in the day was buff
1: too. Yeah, he's a bodybuilder.
0: Yeah, he's still Um, pretty big.
1: But But, if you look at what we just talked about, I mean, in all honesty, Sammartino is number four in my mind because Sammartino really was the. the, rock, the bedrock they built off of in the set in the seventies, when he passed the torch and finally retired, you know, people forget. Sammartino was one of the strongest human beings around. Oh, he was a beast. He could bench five hundred pounds. I mean, he was he was physically he was a freak, and it wasn't steroids. He was absolutely uh, it, it, it was, he was an actually great wrestler in, in, in his own right in real life. He was uh, I mean, Sammartino was the guy that. We all grew up with this in the 70s because he led us into the 70s. And then, of course, you had Hulk Hogan, Thunderlips, which trans, I mean, it was unbelievable. And then from there on, I mean, Randy Savage just had that it factor. But Dwayne, the, the Rock, you know, The Rock is, you know, you could almost say The Rock made wrestling because of his personality. And then you got Steve, Steve Austin, who was just amazing. I mean, he was phenomenal. And then, you know what? If you look at, I mean, Goldberg wasn't as charismatic as those guys. You can't even put him in a top twenty. I mean, he was great. No, but he, I don't he, think he can either. I mean, he he was boring. But those guys we're talking about were amazing.
0: Yeah, it, it's you know, and people, it, it's funny because you know one of the things that people say in wrestling a lot is you know who's your Mount Rushmore, who are your who are your top four guys of all time, and it's almost an impossible question. It is. You know, but but you talk about Bruno Martino and you know, of course, he was the world champion forever. Now, he, you know, he had the ring broken up when he needed. He said, "I need to take a break," and uh, of course, every, Ivan Koloff beat him. I was
1: just going to say, ev- Ivan Koloff.
0: Everybody freaked out Bear. when that happened. But you know, Bruno Sammartino, of course, WWE wasn't the Nicola was. Yeah, Nicola. It, it, it wasn't the um, the global corporation. It was then it was mostly centered in the Northeast, absolutely, and having an Italian champion. In New York, huge was, was huge, and and you know with, he, he, the guy would sell at Madison Square Garden, unbelievable,
1: constantly. Unbelievable.
0: constantly. Listen
1: between him and Pennsylvania, between New York and Pennsylvania and New Jersey. I mean, he was there, he was all over. He in eastern Pennsylvania, I believe. He he really Pittsburgh, he, yeah. He really was, and he's and he's a blue collar guy. He was a blue collar guy. That's what made Martino so amazing.
0: And and he was, you know, and he a good was, guy. He was such a well spoken guy too. Just a great representative. Remember him when impressive. he
1: worked with Vince next to him
0: when he became an announcer. Yeah, and then, of course they had a little falling out, but you know those things happen. But yeah, <laughs> Pat's, Pat's Pat's uh rubbing the fingers together. But it but it is interesting. But I you know I I see Shawn Michaels at number two on this list, and I just as and as great as he was in the great. ring, I mean one of one of probably the top five actual in ring performers. But boy, I don't know if you could put him up that eye.
1: I I just I, don't I, know.
0: See, so you, you know what? You got to look. You, you, you. I mean, you look at because you look at the guys that had the impact, and absolutely, it was Hogan, it was Flair, it was Austin, Rock, Undertaker, S- Randy Savage, and Savage. Macho on Macho Man turn.
1: was was genius.
0: Genius. He, he was a little crazy though. But really. He, just a little. Just a little? Yeah. <laughs> he had a little bit of a temper. But, you know, it's funny when you think about that. Uh, you know, one of the 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 probably his crowning match was the WrestleMania 3 match with Ricky Steamboat. And if, you, if you've never seen that, how they planned that match out, Savage, a lot of times wrestlers would call the match in the ring. If you don't know what that means is when they, they you know, pretty much will, they'll be told what the finish is. And then, as the match is going they're, on, they're, 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 talking, call, to they're talking to each other. saying, here's what we're going to do. Randy Savage would plot was one of the first guys to ever plot his match out. And the Ricky Steamboat match, they literally had every little thing that they did on a piece of paper for that whole match, and they would quiz each other on it before, you know, every day before that match actually happened. And people thought he was nuts, but uh, now that's. That's almost when the trend. You, but when you look at
1: athletes that can move like that and throw and land safely, I mean, it was almost like an, a martial art within itself. Yeah. Un, it's unbelievable stuff, man.
0: Yeah, you know, and that's what Joe DeFalco does, of course, now in Future Stars Wrestling. He has a promotion in the wrestling, but he also has a training academy. And people don't realize how hard this is to do and do it safely. Because not only are you trying to do it safely for yourself, but you're also trying not to hurt the person you're working with. Listen, when you hitting somebody with a chair and making sure you don't hurt them, yeah. ha- a- that's an art, man. Yeah. Well, and just throwing a punch and not landing in their face. I mean, you know, all sort, it's just all sorts of little things. Well, that... we all both know
1: how they, they used to use the foot, the stamp to make the noise. Yeah. So, but you know what? Just to see the uh, Superfly, and I mean, again... I think what we've taught, we've covered those five people we talked about right there. They would have to be the top five because of the way they, because of those five, the sport evolved.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's how you got to look at it. I mean, San Martino has to be in there because he's the one that everybody aspired to be like. And he had a personality where Backlund had no personality. He sucked. <laughs> he just was
0: boring. Bob you know. was the, and a lot of people were surprised they went with Backlund there, but. But it, it's funny that I heard, it. I was just listening to Jim Cornette's podcast and we were talking about the, the choice was coming down to back and Roads because they wanted to bring somebody up from, from Florida with the, Eddie Graham who ran the the promotion down there, that who was going to beat superstar Billy Graham? I just First, gonna say, Graham was the one there's, that, there's one people forget. Graham was the one that knocked off San Martino and that was it for Bruno. But they couldn't decide, you know, who was going to be the next guy up and they wanted to. You know, have a, instead of going more ethnic, they wanted to have an All American champion. And they decided to go with Backlund, who, you know, and Bob, I think Bob's really underrated, though. He He's a str- an incredibly strong did, he, man. He's
1: very good wrestling. He's good physically wrestler. gifted, but he was not, if he had Dusty Rhodes' personality, he would have been a superstar. Yeah. Dusty Rhodes didn't have the body to be the man to, to lead the sport. Back then, yeah. You know, uh, I mean, superstar Billy Graham was actually the first real bodybuilder. And then Ivan Putski, Put all that, all that, that muscle. on mean, he was amazing, yeah. Putsky, and and Putsky was all about 5'9". Five five yeah,
0: yeah, he was short, absolutely, and
1: strong. Sob, boy, that man was powerful.
0: Yeah, and and you know, you talked about superstar Billy Graham too, and his place in in professional wrestling history. So many people patterned themselves after him because he was really. I I, I can't say he was totally the first flam, really flamboyant champion, but the cocky champ, you know, and the and and. A guy that could have gotten over as a baby face if they wanted to, and you know they talked about, it, but they never did it. But, but that's that's a guy that's very underrated. And you know what's funny? Too.
1: He's the first guy to pop to tear his shirt off
0: himself. Yeah, it was superstar
1: Billy Graham who started that. There you go. That was that was the that was the trend. People don't
0: write. He had big guns too. He was huge. He was huge. But yeah, and then of course you have guys like Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes who you know led the NWA. But you know, and before that you had the Briscoes and the Funks and you know, I, it, and so many other. You this, know, Buddy, the, Buddy the, Rogers was a guy back then that was very popular. Um, you was know, of legendary. Course, of course, Bruno was the one that beat, you know, knocked off Buddy because of his heart heart problems. But boy, we're getting a trip down memory lane here on Mark Hoke's show tonight, huh? We went way back. I mean, yeah. again, you know, oh, I haven't hit you with Frank Gotch yet, or oh. George Hammerschmidt. The champions from, like, the 1910s. Oh, I don't know. There was – what, get out of here, yeah. 1910s. Uh-huh. Never heard of that. Yeah, you got to do a little Frank Gotch and George Hammerson that research. They actually sold, had one of the biggest gates at Comiskey Comis- Comis- Park ever.
1: You know the irony is that – you ever watched Abbott and Costello? They had wrestling in there. Then there was the, – on, the, on the on the Munsters, they had that wrestling. He would wear a mask. He was the mask villain. And it, it, every time he would be beating a guy, they would it would cry to blues, and he would let the guy beat him. I mean, I don't know if you ever watched that. I mean – Wrestling was huge. People watched it, like Friday nights. Like, Friday night fights were big. People watched it. Like I said, during the week, we'd go on to UHF and and try to find it and tune in. It it was hard.
0: Yeah, and, of course, the biggest show ever was that Saturday night's main event with Andre and Hogan in the rematch. 33 million people watched that show. Seems like yesterday. Yeah. Where'd the time go? Yeah, I know. Where'd this time go? Where'd this time go? See what happens? This is fun! It's a blast. It really was. Thank you for having me. Pat, I appreciate Pat Sal sitting in. And, of course... Don't forget, we will be with the regular Showtime tomorrow, 8 a.m. So please join us then. And then you can do your Mother's Day stuff. I'm Mark Hoke. And, of course, follow us on Twitter, at Mark Hoke Show. Facebook, The Mark Hoke Show, MarkHokeShow.com. Download those podcasts, by the way. All over the world, we really do appreciate it, wherever you are on this big blue planet, at com or all your favorite outlets. Guys, we will see you tomorrow. Pack us out. Thank you for sitting in. I do appreciate it, buddy. My pleasure. And we will see you tomorrow on KDWN.